0: Already learned to love you in Christ. Yes, Amen. It's a so welcome always here. Amen. Well, good evening, everyone. And uh, did I say I was from the Northeast? I'm actually from Texas. A rough crowd, rough crowd. No, he's he's hundred percent correct on that because um, it, it's it's different. I mean, I can be honest and tell you that when I came out here, um, we were searching for a church. And um, my mom wanted to go to church, and she hadn't been to church in a while. I said, well, we're going to find a church. And she had mentioned some church that was somewhere near the house and so forth. in while. I said, well, you know what? Let me see if I can't find one. And we, you know, looked in the book. And uh, lo and behold, it's so Lone Mountain Missionary Baptist. gentlemen here from Arkansas. We're going there. You know, because um, truly, you all know the Southern hospitality, that's for sure. And uh, her comments about this place here is that uh, it is so warm, so welcoming. Everybody's so friendly. And so that's, that's a testimony to each and every one of you, so I thank you for that. you have to pardon my, uh, my neighbors, because <laughs> they can be a little tough. Well. well, this evening I want to speak to you about uh, a topic that is, uh, one, we toss around but sometimes we forget, and as you've heard before, that uh, preaching, preaching is nothing more than telling folks what they already know, but they haven't really applied to their lives consistently. That's the key word. So if you would please uh, stand, if you would. I'm looking in Matthew chapter 18, and I'm reading from verses 21 to 35. 21 to 35. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? And Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children and all that he had, had and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, "Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all." Then the lord of that servant was moved with compassion, and loosed him, and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him an hundred pence. And he laid his hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry, and came and told unto the Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that, he had called him and said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest thou not also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth. And delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my Heavenly Father do also unto you, if if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. Thank you for standing. Please be seated. Let's pray. Heavenly Father... Lord, help us to set aside the schedules that we think about, things we know we need to get done, those things, Lord, that distract from serving you. May our minds just be solely focused on you, Lord, and focused on hearing the word. And I ask, Father, that you uh, just speak through me so that the people here may be moved, and that if there be one amongst you that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, that today would be the day we ask for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Peter's question is an interesting question because it was discussed amongst uh, the rabbis. How many times must I forgive a brother before I don't have to forgive him anymore? And the consensus was three times. After you had forgiven someone of sin, they had trespassed against you three times. Then you you didn't have to forgive them anymore. And so Peter was feeling rather magnanimous when he said seven times. But see, the reality is this. Jesus says unto him, 70 times 7. Now, that's not an explanation to say, okay, how much is 70 times 7? 490. Okay, you're at 478. you got 12 more times to go before I start forgiving you. That's not what he's saying. And so in order to illustrate the point, he tells a parable. And he talks about a king. Now just to put things in uh, measurement for today, a talent is the equivalent of $1.2 million today. One talent. 10,000 talents is the equivalent of $11.9 billion dollars. The Kingdom of Herod produced about 900 talents of revenue a year. Now that would be considered your adjustable gross income. That's before taxes, that's before deductions, that's before anything that you could even do with the money. So. The point the Lord is trying to make here is that this is an unsurmountable debt that even a king could not repay. And so he makes that point and he says, This servant who owed me 10,000 talents literally has a debt that cannot be repaid. That's you and I. That is the sin debt that we owe. If you are not saved, because if you don't know the Lord, that sin debt must be paid when you die. And so the illustration being given here is that this man has an unpayable debt. But because of the mercy of the king, he is moved to compassion and he forgives the servant every single talent that he owes. Not just, you know what? You ask for more time. I'm going to give you more time. Or better yet, you know what, I'll knock off 1,000 talents. You only owe 9,000 now. No, he forgave every single talent that was owed. $11.2 billion in today's value. Now, I don't know about you, how many of y'all have a mortgage? Better yet, the better question, how many of y'all had a mortgage and paid it off? There we go. All right, all right. How many of y'all had a student loan and paid it off? All right, well, we got some of this going on. The point being is that day that you paid that last payment on that mortgage was a day of jubilation. It was a day of celebration. My wife and I paid off our mortgage two years ago. And I can tell you, it was like a millstone being taken off my neck. Because... You just pay and pay and pay. And what folks don't realize is that a mortgage is actually three times the value of the home. So if you buy a house for, say, $200,000, you end up paying $600,000 by the time you get done. This servant was forgiven 10,000 talents. Can you imagine how you would feel? If a debt of that magnitude was lifted off your shoulders, take your bank that comes to you and says, you know what? Today's your lucky day. You have zero debt with us. You don't owe us any car loans. You don't owe us any mortgage. You don't need student loans. You don't owe us anything. I can tell you what. It'd be a happy day for some. And you'd be grateful, yes? Not this servant. This servant went out and when he fell, saw a fellow servant that owed him the equivalent of less than $20. His response was to grab him by the throat. I'm not talking about, hey, can you pay me? I need the money. No, I'm going to grab you by the throat and tell you, pay me the money. You owe it to me. Give it to me now. Do we act like that? Have you ever had somebody wrong you and you withheld your forgiveness as a means to hurt them because you wanted to be repaid for the suffering that you incurred? Yes, I've done it. And so therefore, I'm pretty sure that you all have done the same thing. It is in our nature. The very soul of us, Scripture tells us, the heart is deceitful. Who can know it? And so the end result is that we withhold forgiveness. You got any family members you don't talk to? You got any coworkers you don't talk to? Any neighbors you don't talk to? You ever have somebody treat you badly and you say, Mr., if I wasn't for the Lord, I would tell you what you need to hear. <laughs> you ever been cut off on the freeway to the point you almost crashed your car? And you wave at them, but you, don't, you forget to, to raise the other four fingers? Yeah. But you see, the Lord wants us to forgive. Let me make that more emphatic. The Lord commands us to forgive. It isn't optional. Just before this passage from verses 15 to 20, it talks about church discipline. And it talks about that when you have a beef with a brother or beef with a sister, you must go to them all for the point of reconciliation. And if they don't listen to you, you bring a witness. And as Pastor John would tell you, don't let him be the first witness. Not because he doesn't want to help, but because the body itself should work with each other to try and bring about resolution. If he's the only one doing it, how are you all going to want to do it? And if he's the only one trying to practice it, You got even bigger problem. But the reality is, is that you bring a witness. One, two, three. I'll tell you this. You keep bringing witness after witness after witness after witness after witness after witness. witness. Don't stop because the Lord wants reconciliation. It's not about who's right and who's wrong. No unity of the body. Unity of the body. Grace we have been given and grace we should give. We, pardon me, grace we received and grace we need to give unconditionally. But here's the thing. If you've got a brother or sister that you go to, and matter of fact, R.C. Sproul, he tells this story, that when he was a student pastor, when he was in seminary, he had offended a woman in the congregation and he went to her and he said, I am very sorry. Please forgive me. And she wouldn't forgive him. And then later on again, a few days later, he went back to her with tears in, her eyes, in his eyes and he said, please forgive me. And she wouldn't forgive him. I can tell you, based upon scripture, and I know that Pastor John will tell the same thing. The coals are now on her head. She is now the one under judgment. And the process has now flipped on itself where you got to take the witness down to go speak to this individual because they're not being forgiving. Do we do that? How many times? I mean, you know what? Not forgiving people end up being bitter, angry. And it permeates everything that they do. Their viewpoint of everything is in a negative light. Some people think, you know what, forgiveness is for the individual that was offended. <laughs> I can tell you what, forgiveness is for you. Because the Lord does not want you to carry around that anger and that bitterness, rather he wants you to reflect him. If you love me, obey my commandments. Which is the reason why he said specifically in the second commandment to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Would you forgive yourself if you made a mistake? You bet you would. You wouldn't think twice about it. So why would you withhold forgiveness from your brother? And something else. Scripture's matter of fact. And Paul, when he's writing the church at Corinth, he makes something very clear. Judgment is for the members in the body. Outside the church, you got no business judging anybody. That's up to God. That's God's purview. Because the church discipline is meant to bring members back into the body. It's for the sole purpose of forgiveness, of reconciliation, so that we can function as one body and not be splintered. You know, this servant, the illustration of the wicked servant, is us. And that's why the Lord puts it in there. You read story after story after story and the Lord is saying, that's you. This is what you can do. This is what I want you to do. He wants us to be forgiving. He wants us to not hold any sin against a brother or sister if they ask for forgiveness. What does being unforgiven also do? Meaning if, you, if you're not forgiving as you're supposed to be. It impedes your prayers to God. He won't hear your prayers. It says specifically in Isaiah 59 verse 2. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. That's a warning. You ever wonder why your prayers aren't being answered? Forgiveness. It is, forgiveness is mentioned so many times in the Bible that when the Lord was asked by the disciples, Lord, how should we pray? What does it say? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. It's a conditional statement. You cannot get away from it. It means that if you do not forgive your brother or sister, the Lord is not going to forgive you. And those coals will just pile higher and higher and higher. And I can tell you what, you read the Bible long enough, you realize that the Lord is going to do what he needs to do to bring you back into the body and make you repentant. Amen? You know, I've had people that have written me off. I've had people and... Um, and Brother, I know you experienced this, and some of you folks probably experienced this too. You know what? You know what? I, 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 yeah, you know, I, I understand what's going on, and, yeah, you know, and, and, uh, and I get it. Hey, listen, I have no ill will to any one of you, but I'm out of here. I'm leaving the church, and I'm going to another church, and I'm going to continue to do the same thing from one church to another church to another church. Is that practicing forgiveness? You know, the only time that you should leave the church it's if, like myself, I live in Connecticut. So when I come here, I come to uh, Lone Mountain Missionary Baptist. I can't be with you all the time because of the distance in between. And so, therefore, that is the time that you would leave a church or in the sense that you're going to plant a church. You're being sent out. I was sent from my church to the Union Baptist Church in Connecticut to be the pastor there. But to leave because you have bitterness towards someone or to leave because, you know what, I don't want to be part of that drama. I don't want to be part of X, Y, and Z. No. You bring judgment upon yourself in doing so because the Lord wants you to be involved, to speak to those members, to bring reconciliation when there is discord. If Peter, after rejecting the Lord three times, Went out and wept it away. Did Jesus hold it against him? No. He forgave him. He asked him, Peter, do you love me? He says the same thing to each one of us. Because when we withhold forgiveness from a brother or sister, the Lord is saying, Do you love me? Obey my commands. But Lord, you don't know what they did to me. Do you love me? Then obey my commands. But they did this to me. Did you do as I asked you to do in scripture and go to the brother or sister? You know, sometimes we do things we don't even realize that we're doing it. You ever say something, you're like, man, why did I say that for? And somebody takes offense, but you didn't mean to offend them. You didn't mean to offend them. But you have a, you know, you have a responsibility to go to the member and say, listen, you know, I, I, I took offense at what you said. Wow, I, I didn't realize it. My apologies. Just like that. And that is how Ephodians is supposed to be. Instantaneous. Now, the brother spoke to you this morning, Pastor John spoke to you this morning, about how pride can get in the way. It can permeate everything we do. Me, 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 me. The biggest obstacle in our lives today is ourselves because we prioritize what we want to do oftentimes instead of what the Lord wants us to do when you get up in the morning thank you Lord for letting me get up thank you Lord for another breath of air thank you Lord that I can walk because I know full well that some folks can't walk my mom's got back issues needs a walker sometimes I do this with her To remind myself, because I had a hip replacement. had knee replace replaced here? We're kind of uh, robotic men now. But I tell you what, it made me appreciate not being able to walk. And so I take it if you can do this, you got a reason to be thankful. Amen. I think that uh, Brother Bill passed this morning there, the allergies and so forth. My wife suffers from allergies, so if you can take a deep breath without coughing, say amen. The truth. With an attitude of humility, with an attitude of thankfulness, with an attitude of forgiveness, we exercise and do what the Lord commands us to do. Every day is a blessing. Remember in Scripture it says, Lord willing. Never, hey, you know what, next week I'm going to do so-and-so. You might not be here. Next week I'm going to get saved. Yeah, brother, I wouldn't wait. I think one of the craziest things I've ever heard you know what, i got to clean my act up first before I go to church. That's like, i got to get myself healed first and fix my hip before I go to see the surgeon in the hospital. It's the craziest thing. The church is for the dysfunctional. The church is for those brokenhearted. The church is for those who are struggling with one sin or another sin or whatever the case may be. But the reality is there's only one sin the Lord won't forgive. And that's a rejection of the gospel. And that is the worst thing you can possibly do. You got a brother a sister, a neighbor, a coworker, and so forth. Hey, how you doing today? You know, I go to Lone Mountain Baptist Church. I'm speaking with Pastor John here. For myself, I go to UBC. But um, who is Jesus to you? You ask somebody, oh, yeah, I believe in God. No, that's not a question I asked you. Who is Jesus to you? It says a lot about somebody the way they respond to that question. As you illustrated this morning, there's a lot about head knowledge. Yeah, I know who God is. I know about God. I know there's a God. Yeah, but who is Jesus to you? Because unless you have a saving relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus, unless as Romans 10, 9 says, that you confess with the mouth and believe in the heart that Jesus Christ is Savior, and that God raised Him from the dead, and you don't believe that, you're not saved. So don't you know when you talk to your brothers and sisters they say, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." You no. Know, times are coming. You can see it. You can see it. But for the body of Christ, forgiveness is something that we should practice every day. And I tell you what, if you can laugh at yourself, you have all the entertainment you need for a lifetime. <laughs> True? True. I want to pray. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Heavenly Father, we are thankful.